Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast where we explore the intersection of well-being and thriving in the digital age so in i'm your host avik and today we are diving into the world of web3 entrepreneurship and fascinating the mind of eric macium so eric welcome to the show thank you so much for having me i'm really looking forward to this conversation lovely lovely so eric like before we start our conversation i'd love to mention this to all of our listeners that eric is a multifaceted entrepreneur with an unconventional path like is breaking the boundaries and challenging paradigms in in the uh, ever evolving digital landscape so buckle up folks like before we are in for a thought provoking conversation so uh, eric thank you for joining today and uh, i'd love to mention that you you have got an impressive and diverse background so i have read your uh, bio and uh, like from optimizing ad ad algorithms for snap and corporations to grappling with the uh, uh, dark matter research so it's really really great um, also like uh, you you mentioned a deep uh, interest in decentralization and uh, the uh, demo- democratizing uh, access in the digital world so how does this play in your current uh, projects like uh, detaining and uh, shopex so if you can say something yeah sure and uh, honestly thank you for having me i'm again really looking forward to this conversation so my a little bit about my backstory is i was in bankruptcy consulting worked a bit at snap went to college in America and my overall goal in life is I would like to have a nice peaceful life. I find that more difficult to do with a corrupt money system which I believe we have and I view cryptocurrency as the answer to that. So rather than onboard my mother and my grandmother and my dad into bitcoin one person at a time, I felt I felt the more effective and scalable solution was to leverage ShopEx. to create a zero to one moment for a lot of people. So for example, if a major brand, um for your listeners, ShopEx is web3 e-commerce where a suite of products for an e-commerce brand, the download a Shopify or WooCommerce app and then interact within the web3 space. So imagine a major brand like Fox or Nike, they're using our technology. They're more importantly, they're incentivized to use our technology because no one's forcing them. They use our technology to create a product that their customer wants. Nike then onboards a million people into web3 without their customer even knowing that and i view that as a zero to one moment at scale for a lot of people and with cryptocurrency the journey is about learning so if zero to one 
they may learn about it they may not it's totally up to them so overall i think that's moving forward and creating more positive life for everyone and so that's regarding shop x regarding dating um dating is an, the first ever ai powered matchmaking app so i it's a really cool technology as well and it's just became possible because of the influx of ai so i think it's the first of its kind i view um one of the most important um aspects of to happy life is a good family relationship a, a loving marriage and just good community and that's something as social media takes over more and more people are more alone i think dating helps solve that so what dating does is rather than like tinder or any dating app that just matches based on swipes like hot if they're hot yes not no that creates a skew in the marketplace meaning like the top five percent get everyone on top of that when you match with someone since it's really only physical based on like two pictures you're unlikely to match with them on the back end, like front and back end. So what dating does is it creates a profile based on your social media digital footprint, like LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Spotify. It gets your interest and it will try to match you with someone compatible on the back end. So meaning I can match with Ashley, Jane, Kimberly. I click, okay, these three, they interest me. They're all four universities. They're all have engineering degrees. They're all smart, fantastic. I can do a deeper dive into each individual match. Like, okay, Kimberly, tell me more about her. How many Instagram followers does she have? Is she on private? Does she tag herself with her mother? Is she close to their family? Is she the eldest, middle? Or what, where is she at in her sibling range? So the goal is to set up the user for success in finding, hopefully, love and marriage. Oh, okay. Got it. <clears throat> so, uh, Eric, like uh, many entrepreneurs fall into the uh, hustle culture trap. So, what role do you see conscious practices like uh, the meditation and the physical activity playing in maintaining that balance and also preventing the burnouts in the entrepreneurial journey? Okay, so that's an, that's an interesting question. And I've seen plenty of people just move forward, like push, push, push. Like, for example, in, in corporate life, it's come for a business me like, okay, we have a problem. We're going to sit here for two hours until the problem is solved. And the problem with that problem solving method is you'll come to a solution, but oftentimes it's not the best solution because it's a forced solution. People aren't incentivized to do that. The way I personally look at the world and the universe is I look at the outer world as a reflection of my inner world. And in my inner world, everything always works out for the best. So I think um, everything that happens to me, everything that happens to you is the exact thing that needed to happen at this moment. And from an entrepreneurship perspective, I just pretty much follow two rules. My North Stars, I follow those rules. And those two rules are A, create something that doesn't harm anybody and create something that doesn't take anything away from everybody. And I find if you follow those two rules, you're overall good. In terms of preventing the burnout, like again, so I have two companies. I'm, I'm very active physically because I do view health as wealth. Like for example, if I were to live in a healthy lifestyle, like let's say I were to drink, eat terribly, just hang out with the wrong crowds of people, that will directly impact the work with dating and ShopX. And because, well, dating is not a live platform yet, but ShopX has a community of like 9,000 people. I, I somewhat have a responsibility to be in my best shape and be my best mindset to best perform for them and best perform for myself. And in terms of so like, whether it's physical activity, meditation, which I'm big in, different work, um, dating work, ShopX work, hanging out with family, it's all, I don't separate personal from work like that makes it doesn't make any sense like for example i will i will book an hour in the middle of the day for myself to take a walk or meditate for an hour because for, for me it's that med that meditation hour will add value to my work life and vice versa so to me it's just one big thing 
luckily for me, it's I, I don't really have anyone who tells me what to do. So it it all seems to work itself out. Got it. So uh, if you can share some of your personal uh, hustle hacks. Yeah. So some of my personal hustle hacks is I have a, I have a set, um, set calendar. So my morning routine is pretty solid. I get up at 4.20 a.m. And the first thing I do is I meditate for 30 minutes to an hour. The reason I meditate for 30 minutes to an hour is because at that point in time, your brain is flooded with uh, with more melatonin than usual. So in a way, the door to the subconscious is more open than at that time. So at that point in time, I get my mind rate, I have my intention, and I become, I feel like I'm unlimited. And that just carries to the rest of the day. Like, for example, during my meditation, I'm like, okay, all my Zoom calls are going to work out. Everything's going to work out. And then it tends to work out. So that's the meditation aspect. After that, I jump into, I immediately jump into work. That's when I answer emails, deal with community, and just kind of stuff that requires like general maintenance. And then from there, it's right off to the gym. Then I come back. And then the morning, uh, we're not doing it now, but in the morning, I like to, so I like to save my business calls. Since I have two companies, you, it's kind of hard to manage like, okay, who's calling? Is it is like an investor for this one? Is it a brand for this one? Is it a um, partnership for this one? So yeah. I like to compartmentalize my ShopEx and dating calls, meaning like most business calls will be in the afternoon. So at least if it's in the afternoon, I know it's some sort of partnership thing. I like to do my podcast in the morning and then I have my set, so I have my set time for a podcast. I have my set time for technical work like QA or business development, like stuff that's just ISO work. Like for example, QA is obviously just giving yeah. suggestions, optimizing sales outreach uh, those are my set times and then for stuff that requires partnerships i keep that in the afternoon so i generally know where i'm happening um what's happening when it's happening and that creates a nice structure for the day for me and of course being in two startups you have to optimize and things change but if the structure is there the structure works you just optimize it in between and everything kind of works out on top of that i'm um, obviously keep a good schedule have have your have your to-do list just knock that off i, I love I love uh, project manager software for myself. So I, Jira is a, a tool that most people use for tech, tech work. For example, it's used by dev teams to create a do list um, in progress, move that tech work to do list in progress and QA and finish. So I just, since we already have Jira, I just kind of use that as my own personal checklist. It's not tech wise, but it still accomplishes the same goal. And another thing, uh, the biggest hack for me is I have a gratitude journal and I use that before everything. The reason I use a gratitude journal is because if you're in the attitude of being thankful, it's just the right attitude to be in. So before this podcast, before every business call, before every task I do, I write, I'm grateful for jumping on this podcast. And then at that point, it's because you write it down, you put the pen to paper, you become grateful for that podcast. Like this podcast, I'm grateful to be on. Therefore, it'll probably go well versus if you just go and it's like, oh, I have to take this business call. I don't really want to do it. Then obviously the client or whoever picks that up and they're like, well, this person doesn't work with me. I don't work with him. But before I'm just like, oh, I get to talk to this person. Oh, this would be great. They pick up on that. And then again, it, it's startup board. It's just so like, it's very rarely such like a straight, it's very rarely a straight sales call. Meaning this is the pricing. This is how it works, especially the web three and AI. So it's a lot of like working together with the clients. Like, okay, how do you want to do this? Oh, do you not know what this is? So being in the right mindset, which is gratitude really helps with that. So I'd say that's the biggest life hack, just having a gratitude journal. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, I mean, uh, in the startup world, sleep is often compromised. 
So uh, if, if you can share uh, your advice on prioritizing the sleep hygiene and uh, its impact on uh, your creativity, decision-making, and also about the overall productivity. Yeah, so it's interesting enough. I used to be a big proponent of eight hours of sleep a day, and this is just my personal opinion. Like, you have to get eight hours. And mm-hmm. the reason if you're not rested when you get your eight hours, you're just going to make poor decisions. And if you make poor decisions, backtracking and fixing a poor decision is just much harder than going with the right decision at the point in time, especially when you're dealing with like dev work and software. And the reason, because if you make a decision in dev work and software, you do it, then you build on top of that. And that's wrong. You have to go back and fix that. And the thing with that is you have to do regression testing. You have to test all the way back to the beginning to make sure nothing else broke. So making the right decision is the, the best obviously it's the best call i like to take time before any important decision like i can make something on the fly and make it work but if i have the opportunity it's like okay this is what i came up with maybe go for a walk do like a five minute meditation a game of chess or something then come back to it that's what helps me so in terms of sleep i say it's more important to be well rested so before i would always get eight hours of sleep that's really important to me but since i started actively meditating i actually need less sleep which is cool and weird like i don't need eight hours anymore but if I'm not rested, I will sleep because again, like if I need to take a nap during the day, very rarely happens. I will book a I will book an hour on my calendar and I will take a nap, no problem. Exactly, understood. So, uh, do you foresee a connection between the decentralization and uh, community-driven ethos of the uh, Web three and a shift towards a more balanced and the conscious approach to work and the success? Yeah, so in terms of work overall, I think the age of the massive corporation is kind of ending. So if you look at like the every any government entity, they're just all overbloated. But even like like obviously Apple, Google, they're here to stay. They're just too big at this point. But for companies going forward, I think the optimal stage of I think the optimal size of a company is around five to ten people, closer to five. So just people really effectively running their own lanes that can work together. And I I see people working on multiple different projects just to keep their minds active. Like for example, the ShopX team, dating team, a couple a couple core members are also working on other projects, yeah. and the reason is you can get um you can get you can still get stuff done, and at least for me personally, having the freedom to work on a different project at the same time it really adds to both projects. Like I learned stuff at dating, I applied to ShopX. I learned stuff at ShopX, I applied to dating. It's very simple, but I think this shift is necessary because of the transition to remote work that we're all going through. Like for example, working five to ten team remote, like. I've done it where we've, we used to work out at a VC incubator. So that was like a five to 10 team. And like, if you're, I don't see the point of wasting like an hour and a half to like commute back and forth and stressful. So if your team is good, you can work remotely and that can be equally effective. It's where you need to micromanage people. And that usually happens in the larger corporations where having a working space is necessary. Exactly. Exactly. True. So, um, uh, like, do you have any uh, concerns about the potential pitfalls of the technology and entrepreneurship on the mental health uh, you want to mention? Um, in terms of uh, potential pitfalls, I don't really have any concerns. I think it's just going to happen the way it happens. And it's on the entrepreneur or the person to adapt to the changing environment. Whether they do it or not, that's totally up to them. Again, I, I view it as a completely neutral event. So however you, if you want to spin it on a positive way, you can. If you want to spin it on a negative way, you can. And that, of course, doesn't mean just ignore what's happening. It just means you have to constantly adapt. And given that, I'm, I think one of my stronger traits is I'm extremely adaptable to any situation. I'm not really worried whatsoever. I think it'll actually work out pretty well for 
at least myself and the current teams I'm working with. Got it. Understood. Great. So, uh, uh, I mean, looking back on your entrepreneurial journey, what lessons have you learned about prioritizing your own building as a foundation for building a sustainable and the successful venture? Yeah. So in terms of prioritization, there's always an order of operations. And again, if you're working on an on, even just one startup, you're working on a bunch of different things at once. So it can get overwhelming. Like for example, if you have to, if you have to jump from marketing to engineering to sales, each jump from a different department that does take a certain amount of energy and there is an adjustment period. So I find having an order of operations of just always prioritize what's most important or what generates the most return on investment in four year time is that's essential just to have always in the background. Um, so what was the question? Yeah. So my question was like, uh, uh, any, 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 uh, what to say, like in your journey, uh, the lessons, any lessons you have learned about prioritizing your well-being, uh, because which is the foundation for building a sustainable and successful venture. Oh, uh, prioritizing your well-being. If you are in a startup world or in an entrepreneurship, oftentimes you are the business, the core team is the business. And if one pillar fails, that'll fail. So you owe it to yourself, to your company, to prioritize your mental health, whether that be health or like physical fitness, sleep, reading, meditation, chess. Honestly, if you're not going to be fresh on your mind, someone will beat you. So you want to be in your best state. At, you want you can't be in your best state at all times, obviously, but you want to put yourself where, where you can be in your best state as frequently as possible and make that the base. Got it. So, um, so finally, Eric, right? Uh, what is your ultimate message for our listeners who are striving to build their empires while also staying uh, true to their values and also maintaining their mental well-being? Okay, for um, authentic authenticity is completely key. Me, my personal journey, what's worked for me is I followed my intellectual curiosity that led me to Web three commerce because I'm passionate about crypto. That just kind of worked out, and then the dating. Just so you listeners know, the reason I um, was able to get involved with dating so early on is I was going to crypto uh, crypto podcast tour like a year ago, and the CEO of dating had a cryptocurrency podcast. So I jumped on his podcast. We stayed in touch. We became kind of friends. And all of a sudden, this like random dating AI kept following me. I'm like, what is this? And then I'm just like, okay, I, I find this funny. I find it beneficial. So I just started working on that. So now me following my intellectual curiosity, as well as being authentic, the key was authenticity because people can pick up authenticity. So just follow. And the reason it's so effective is because in terms of me being Eric, I'm number one in the world. No one, not Elon Musk, not Mark Cuban, not Gary Vee, not, not you, not any of your listeners can compete with me at being me. Sorry, not sorry. But the positive spin on that is I can't compete with you at being you, nor can I compete with your listeners at being your listeners. So just be authentic and you're going to attract the right people and you're more importantly you're going to repel the right people. Exactly. That's definitely true. Great. So uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, that was truly insightful. And uh, you have definitely challenged our uh, like preconceptions about hustle and success. So uh, demonstrating that building an empire doesn't have to come at the cost of our well-being. So uh, your message of conscious living and strategic mind hacking is definitely, I would say, a goldmine for anyone who is striving to thrive in this digital age. Uh, so, uh, like, and, and the good news is, uh, listeners that Eric's, uh, hustle hacks are accessible to everyone, like regardless of your entrepreneurial stage or the background. So take charge of your mental and physical health, prioritize your self-care and also watch, uh, your energy, creativity, and the resilience 
that's all so uh, do not forget to subscribe to healthy mind and healthy life for more inspiring conversations and the practical tips like this on navigating the intersections of well-being and the success so and also if you have enjoyed this episode share it with your friends and the colleagues or families who might benefit from eric's wisdom so until next time remember a clear mind is a powerful empire builder so take care of your well-being and watch your dreams take the flight thank you so much thank you so much